Welcome to Witches Being Witches. Spiritual besties chatting all things stars, skin, science, sex, and self-love. I'm Tara, Ayurvedic consultant, cosmic witch, and Vedic astrologer. And I'm Emily, qualified naturopath, holistic skin witch, and founder of natural skin and lifestyle brand, The Purist Collection. Witches Being Witches is for the woman who is ready to reclaim her power, dares to take up space, and expresses herself fully. A witch is a woman who embraces nature, its cycles, and knows that she is magic. Welcome, Welcome fellow witch. witch. We are so happy you are here. This episode is proudly brought to you by The Purist Collection, a luxury naturopath-formulated skin, body, and lifestyle brand, supporting you with herbal medicine, flower aroma, and crystal therapy, because what you put on your body is just as important as what you put in it. Available online at thepuristcollection.com. That's the with purist, P-U-R-I-S-T, collection.com. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode 35, Feminine and Masculine Polarity. I feel like this episode has been in the works for a while because it's something that we talk about independently so often. And we just had a conversation for a good... <laughs> we went pretty deep for about, what, an hour? Yeah, and we yeah. we should have just recorded that. We should have. So we're going to give you a, a different version of that conversation and hopefully it won't go for as long. <laughs> yes. But I think this is such a, a hot topic right now. Yeah. And as usual, I think a really empowering one, ultimately. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, Em, what's been happening with you? Yeah, well, I'm back from America. I'm back from Mexico. Um, first episode back, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, the last couple of weeks since I got back has been pretty intense. So I definitely will expand more on what's been going on in my life since I got back in future episodes. But my trip was amazing. I mm. loved it. Like, um, LA was so cool, which I wasn't really expecting. Like I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I'm sorry to the LA listeners. If there are any, I don't want to offend you, but I was, I wasn't a hundred percent sure whether I would really like it or not. And I really did like Santa Monica, Venice beach, such a vibe. Um, we know I love the beach. Um, and speaking of beaches, oh my God, Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Unreal. Isla Mujeres was absolutely undoubtedly like the highlight of my entire trip and um i didn't realize but it's island of women oh. and um they've got like mayan ruins there from mm. temples dedicated to goddess female goddess which was pretty cool pretty witchy so how did it feel did it just have a different um vibe? i just loved it but mm. then i was on a, a beach island for mm. the day so really right up my alley at the best of times anyway so yeah no it was beautiful and I I think it was quite empowering being in Mexico by myself as Mm. well like um and yeah I didn't feel unsafe for a single second which was great um what about when you're in Florida though oh yeah that that happened um (laughs) while I was in Florida uh Hurricane Ian hit and actually I've got a pretty wacky story about that I'm not sure if I told you actually while I was away so I'll fill you in while I fill in the listeners but basically um the trip that i went on we kind of had a bit of a family reunion because i'm originally from england my immediate family and i are all living in perth here in western australia um and one of my mum's sisters lives in the cayman islands and then the other one lives in england my mum's mum also lives in england anyway we all kind of emerged um 
and met up for the first time in well actually it was the first time we've all been together we were trying to work it out in we think at least 21 22 years which was pretty cool Mm -hmm. um and it felt like no time had passed at all but basically this trip my dad wanted to recreate a trip that my mum's dad took everyone on when they were younger way 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 before me and my sister were even thoughts of being born um but weirdly my dad brought his nephew to the trip and where they stayed in florida was a place just outside of orlando called kissimmee and my um my dad's nephew was called ian anyway dad's recreated this trip obviously ian's not come with us we think we're in florida we get evacuated we end up staying in kissimmee and it's hurricane ian that is wild i know crazy i don't yeah i don't know if it was meant to happen but anyway we were thankfully really safe a lot of people weren't and um yeah definitely a lot of a lot of um gratitude to us being so safe and getting off so lightly compared to so many other people in in florida and um yeah my heart continues to go out to them but um yeah that was intense and definitely not expected i just remember getting the voice messages from you and you were just so <laughs> calm and collected you're like yeah so this is happening and just I've in case flights to Mexico. Yeah. the next one's been cancelled they've all been cancelled i'm stuck here <laughs> but in that tone as well and i was just like yep M is in holiday mode. <laughs> it's quite funny for someone who gets quite anxious, like the moments when something's actually happening, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. It, Which it, just goes to show how crazy anxiety is, like mm. that fear of the unknown. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, What's been happening for to, you? Good to have you back. Thanks. Well, I have just recently come back from my first ever retreat that i did a workshop at yes. it was one of my really good friends who i studied ayurveda with so we had a ayurvedic retreat down in margaret river which is in the southwest of western australia and it was the most soul nourishing weekend and i just it just opened my heart mm-hmm. because the deep connections that were formed yeah. and having that time and space to actually listen to people and their story Mm. was just like I love going on that deep soul level and so that was really really nourishing and I it filled my cup up so much so yeah it was just amazing just you know the yoga you had an incredible Ayurvedic chef that did all the meals the meals looked amazing all of your photos wow yeah it was just the most incredible experience and yeah I was just like yep I just want to do that forever now yeah I remember you voice noting me on the way home and I, I don't know if I've heard Tara that happy in a really long time actually yeah. it was really beautiful to hear and yeah um I think again like especially after this last few years I think the power of connection is something that we're all really being reminded of yeah and I think maybe that's something really beautiful to have come up the last few years yeah that nothing beats Mm. that Mm. in life connection yeah Yeah, absolutely Mm. yeah beautiful um today's a pretty big day tara cosmically it is and so we're at the it's a full moon but it's a total lunar eclipse and if you have felt over the last couple of weeks and i know you'll be feeling this because my clients definitely have Um, I definitely have. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
I'm so excited for this day. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think eclipses get enough airtime of just mm. how incredibly powerful they are. They bring change and they transform time. Like they're so incredibly mm. powerful. They're very karmic. So mm. they redirect us realign our path mm. to our destiny so a lot of the time it can look like moving house you know breaking up mm. um or starting a new relationship like all these big changes um happening in people's lives and it can just you know it's like that saturn energy you know bringing yes. you back into alignment with your purpose and so with these eclipse portals, because we've been in between the waves, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're coming out now, this last um, eclipse, but it's very much about surrendering to see what is going to come up. Mm-hmm. So it's very much about seeing where the universe is directing your attention and where you need to put your attention. Mm-hmm. So what is what I think back on the last two weeks, what has been that reoccurring theme? What has ended? How can you release that? Mm-hmm. And just notice if your mood, um, if you haven't been really feeling like yourself, it can be a lot to do with this eclipse energy. It definitely impacts our physical body, definitely our hormones, our sleep everything like Mm, that mm. and so what i want to say about this uh, total lunar eclipse is and we take this very seriously Mm. in vedic astrology we actually say obviously do not look at the eclipse yeah and don't go outside i know that sounds really scary but (laughs) show your windows and doors i love the moon and um every i feel like every time this happens i was like emily no stay inside please (laughs) uh and like also in the vedic thought as well it's avoiding physical exercise Mm. um including sex because they say you don't want to conceive yeah wow um, at this time because the obstruction of prana that life force energy so it's taken super seriously so i have that reverence for it so i know i sound like a little bit scary at this time but it's just because um, you know, the eclipses are not good for a lot of things, but what mm. they are good for is our spiritual practice. And I say this a lot, but any meditation or mm. any spiritual practice that we do, especially over the eclipse period, because it's normally when the eclipse is happening, it's a two or three hour like mm. portal that the eclipse is happening. Um, mm. You really want to do your meditation. You'll get great insights. You'll be able to connect more into yourself and your manifestations will become you know at your front door Mm. whereas anything that you're you know focusing on a negative way Mm. that can also get amplified Mm. so it's really important using this time to meditate and um yeah like utilize this energy Mm. it's really interesting actually that you said about seeing clearly because i saw my friend at the end of last week about um i actually saw her for some reiki because this eclipse um, eclipse season has massively hit me since i got back from my trip and i was like well i think i just need like my energy i just need some help yeah um so i saw her and she was like she did it quite quickly and she was like um you know uh your forehead like uh, in between your brows it's like you've been really um 
furrowed brow, like trying to see something clearly. Mm. And she was like, there's a lot of energy there and she managed to shift a lot of it. So thank you, Kirsten. Um, but she was like, I think you'll be able to see things a lot more clearly now. So it's really interesting, actually, the timing. It's just yeah. actually sunk in that I'm like, oh, okay. Yes. I think this has been trying to show me something and I just need to look at it. Definitely. 100% that's the eclipse energy, M, and that's why in Vedic thought we say it's not a good time to start or um, start projects because mm. you might not be able to see things as clear. Yes. Like there may be some distortions with the energy yeah. Yeah. Um, within this period because it disrupts the magnetic field of the mm. earth. Like mm. it's, it's quite incredible. Mm. So... Yeah, I am. Um, I'm looking forward to what's coming it's out. Big day. On the other side. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for that take as always. You're welcome. All right. So should we get into this episode, Anne? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's talk polarity. So I guess we start by defining polarity. Um, I think polarity is a word that we kind of all understand, but I think even when I was kind of researching for this app, it was nice for me to have that little reminder that ultimately polarity is that state of having two opposite or contradictory tendencies opinions or aspects so everything in life under the law of polarity has an opposite pole and one cannot exist without the other so that north south pole light and dark love and hate male and female um yeah the sun and the moon yeah we can't have one without the other right yeah yeah definitely and it comes into that shakti and the shiva yes in tantra yep yeah and the invisible and visible as well those elements yep yep and um like in tao uh yin and yang Mm. buddhism talks a lot about like left and right side of the brain yes yeah we can't have one without the other and so and i think um really nice reminder if we go back to our most recent episode with danielle on shadow work and you know Mm. we were talking a lot about the fact that you can't have light and not have dark you're not whole without both Mm. Um, and i think that's a really nice reminder like heading into this topic because yeah there's both yeah and we were talking about this before and but that balance Mm -hmm. rather than trying to shame that yeah or suppress yeah shut down or ignore or yeah absolutely like we we ultimately have masculine and feminine feminine and i think um as soon as we say the word masculine or the word feminine there's that instant association with man woman Mm -hmm. and yes it's very common but when we're talking about masculine and feminine in this sense we're really talking about the energetics um so i guess that's a a good way to preface this episode Mm. um and while men tend to have more masculine traits and women more feminine it's not essential and it's not like we have 100 percent. you know if we were a woman we're 100 feminine like that's uncommon and as you said tara like it's all about balance um we all have that polarity like we all have light and dark we all have masculine and feminine energy living in us yeah and so it's integrating both of those and having like those healthier expressions and i think of it the same way as you know the planets have like their higher vibrational frequencies and their Mm. lower vibrational frequencies Mm. and it is just getting to that integration so that healthy um divine masculine or feminine is yeah what we're focusing on yeah totally so I guess before we dig deeply into the divine feminine and masculine, 
let's talk about the wounded. Mm. Um, because like we can have divine, uh, we can also have wounded. Mm. Um, and when we see wounded, it's, yeah, we're again really talking about that energy. And wounded feminine tends to look very distrusting, very approval-seeking. Um, there's real problems around the feeling of worth and feeling worthy enough. Um, and becoming quite demanding so obviously it's human and normal for us to have needs as humans but becoming overly needy and and demanding um, is a a real uh, wounded feminine trait and then also becoming uncontrollably emotional and again Mm. it's normal to have and express emotions but to become um, out of control in feeling and expressing those is again a wounded feminine yeah and just to add to those Mm. um also not trusting in her body yes uh, not feeling that she can or afraid to speak her truth Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, more of the manipulation yes um and that drowning in the emotions like yes and compromising on her values so Mm -hmm. not having those uh, boundaries mm-hmm. looking for that outside validation mm. rather than internal mm. that classic people pleasing mentality mm-hmm. like you mentioned mm-hmm. and even those perfectionist tendencies yeah i see as that really wounded feminine yes absolutely and then and i think it's interesting actually the parallel talking about that to the witch wound Mm. which is very much about the wounded feminine yes. and we'll talk more about that but yeah uh, you know around the way that the world has kind of potentially made us more wounded in our energies um yeah well, it has taught us to become more masculine for success and survival yeah mm. yeah but then we've also got the wounded masculine and wounded masculine traits again remembering that women can experience these too the wounded masculine is that really overpowering energy and it's the inability to be able to properly express emotion so where the wounded feminine is that like uncontrollable emotion um the wounded masculine is that inability to be able to express emotion at all um violence aggression really attaching worth to material items and our image um addiction and using addiction as a form of escapism, ultimately. Um, and feeling really directionless is another wounded masculine trait. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel I am. And just wanting to add to that, um, competing rather than collaborating. Yeah, I love that. And, yeah, you've mentioned more of that close, kind of guarded, like mm-hmm. shut down emotionally and then on the flip side of that can be that really abusive kind of possessive tendencies yeah and that uh, more critical nature as well yes absolutely yeah so i guess before we kind of dig into the flip side which is then that divine masculine and feminine do we talk a little bit about what's going on in the world at the moment in terms of the wounded masculine and feminine that we're seeing yeah, I think it would be interesting to unpack like what is going on there um, and like, yeah, so how do we get into that healthier expression? Like what is, what is the work behind it? Yeah, yeah. I think like ultimately in the world, and we can go so deeply here, but mm-hmm. I think when we look at it 
quite um, simply there is and for a long time there has been an increase in the masculine energy because there is that very patriarchal approach to the world and to life Mm. and I think um, what that is doing is creating a lot of um, wounded feminine as a result and we're feeling powerless we're feeling shamed that um, I say we the feminine is feeling um, wounded feeling powerless feeling shamed and then uh, on the flip kind of feeling quite clingy and and really emotionally needy again Um, those yeah like we were talking about those traits with the wounded feminine and then I think partially as that but also then partially because of this um increased masculine energy and then it being unopposed or being opposed by the wounded feminine i think then that increased masculine energy is then becoming wounded masculine energy Mm. that frustration that violence um and then it's just kind of going around in a vicious circle and becoming more and more wounded yeah yeah they're both feeding into each other with that expression mm-hmm. and yeah I can relate to that a lot because I really believed um growing up that I needed to be my masculine to be yeah. powerful or taken seriously and yeah I was I was really in that especially you know the you know of course the masculine energy and the the traits there and the energetics behind it is great for career and business mm. but if you are in that truly feminine core essence you you can't live there like you can't live in that environment and that's when that burnout comes yeah and so it's really about yeah balancing that and then having a good look at you know do i have to have that strong independent woman can you keep up Mm -hmm. i can do it all myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um which was very much that wounded feminine yes and taking off that mask Mm. and yeah like really looking at my relationship with that yeah and of of course like we had you know daniel's um Mm. episode on the shadow work and i think that is a lot of it like looking at our relationship with the masculine and looking mm. at our relationship with the feminine mm, essence mm, mm. and seeing what is serving us yeah. and what isn't serving us anymore Absolutely. and having a look at that without judgment without shame mm. but it's just like well do i have to be in that masculine expression mm. to achieve what i want to achieve like what feels good in my body and i think what is happening now i am like women are not trusting their bodies yeah and we can really see that now with this resurgence of women now wanting to understand their their cycles Mm -hmm. and tapping into that tapping into the cosmos tapping into the intuition yes we can see that the feminine essence is rising Mm -hmm. and that is definitely coming back Mm -hmm. especially in the vedic thought of this being the age of pisces still Mm -hmm. which is very in that feminine essence Mm -hmm. I really feel that it is coming back to, yeah, listening to our intuition, what our body wants, and coming back to ourself. I think at the end of the day, this is really about, yeah, who are you? And, yeah, 
yeah exploring this polarity i think is another self evaluation and self-awareness tool ultimately Mm. and yeah i think that in the world you know like you were saying i think we do so often see um these powerful women and it's interesting we were talking earlier about the powerful woman in the suit Mm. and pushing and hustle culture and that glorification of hustle culture and then burning out and it not being sustainable and kind of battling um yeah and when we're living in that polarity and accepting that polarity and understanding our polarity it again allows for that better balance and that kind of divine um to come into it but i think ultimately um i think and again with the that witch wound that we spoke about earlier where women have been oppressed and suppressed by the patriarchy and by that increased masculine energy i think um it's really yeah it is really interesting seeing either that complete oppression and then that like um, distrust of men Mm. and distrust of the masculine and um yeah that kind of um emotion yes and then swinging the other way and being like right well i i don't want that and i'm i'm gonna take care of myself and do everything myself and then in doing that like really um taking on more of that masculine and then losing a lot of our feminine and then becoming imbalanced that way Mm. and i think ultimately what the world really would benefit from is whether man or woman stepping into that feminine more to help to balance out this increased masculine that we're seeing Mm. and obviously there's so many layers and elements to this Mm. and i think you bring in like generational trauma and programming and everything and it becomes a, a real challenge but i think that yeah hopefully by kind of stepping into this and again i think it goes to show like that power of um self-awareness and regaining control of ourselves and inspiring those around us to do the same which as we always say is ultimately the whole point of our podcast yeah and i think when we look across both the masculine and the feminine i think Mm. the commonality is there that we've lost sense of um, being in our body and yes. trusting our heart and trusting our intuition yeah. and really outsourcing that instead and being told what to do, Yes, which is that, you know, the patriarchy structure. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Em. If, like if both that, both those energies can mm. just stop and, and reevaluate that mm. as mm. that. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. Mm. And it's really interesting what you say about the feminine and that wounded expression going into that more of that masculine and the hustle. Mm. I've seen lately play out even the opposite of that, which mm. I think can be just as detrimental where there's a focus on just completely surrendering. And like you can see how it quickly goes to the polar opposite. Yes, like we exactly. get shamed for being in our hustle. Yes. And then so we are meant to have this pause and surrender yeah. and just receive. Yeah. And but it's, it's not realistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so there's it's it's about balancing it. We can't just totally. go all or yes. Yeah, one way or the other. Exactly. And again, that's why we don't want to see 
yes, you can have more feminine or more masculine traits and that's fine. But what we don't want to see is for it to become like a dominance of one or the other. Yeah. And do you know what um, the analogy of this is perfect is the rose. Like the rose mm. is delicate, soft, mm. feminine, mm-hmm. fragrant, mm-hmm. sensual. And then it has these thorns. Yeah. And that is, the, yeah, it's fierce. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of the time we forget about when we think about the divine feminine, mm-hmm. that it is that fierce force, but also soft. Yes. Let's explore mm-hmm. the divine a little bit more. So I think um, when we explore the divine feminine, really, we remember that the divine feminine is what gave birth to the universe like it's literally everything around us in nature that is the divine feminine we think about you know mother earth grandmother moon that's the divine feminine and we need the masculine if we're in our divine feminine we do need the masculine to witness that beauty of the universe around us and to to witness the nature and yeah how magical that is so again divine feminine is yes um being in that like you said strong fierce feminine energy but then also receiving and accepting the masculine at the same time and the divine feminine is love it's giving love and receiving love and being loving and lovable um and it's also the feminine is very much like that forever changing fluidity it's Mm. flow it's a dance it's um yeah very intuitive and more that being than doing Mm. um and really um the emotion emotion is feminine as well so being really able to freely express our emotions to be very nurturing to be calm and calming and to care deeply and to you know be really caring for those around us this is all really divine feminine um but also being like you said more intuitive and feeling things really deeply and similarly wanting to feel full and praised and appreciated that is divine feminine um but also being very receptive so actually being able to receive and being open and remembering that the divine feminine is literally magnetic like Mm. the divine feminine can attract and manifest anything Mm. that is the divine feminine power yeah i like that quote um i don't trace a chase i attract yes i think that is the great summary yeah yeah great summary of divine feminine for sure totally and so i love those and i just want to add that for me the divine feminine really knows her worth Mm. she honors her truth yes she is validated from within so there is this element of really being self-sourced but not in the i'm just going to do everything my way like she knows what she is capable of yes uh she really has that unapologetic like she lives her life that way um and you mentioned that sensuality and Mm. that sexual sexually expressed Mm. and celebrates herself yeah yeah exactly Um, yeah yeah 
So that's that's goals. That's the divine yeah. feminine. <laughs> yeah. And it's something that I think, um, you know, we were talking when we were leading up to this episode. Um, when, like, I've been date, like single dating for the last couple of years. And when being single, you know, living by myself, provide I have to provide for myself. I've had no masculine mm. uh, energy so I've become masculine energy and I can mm. definitely notice that I've stepped way more into my masculine and that hasn't been sustainable. And then especially when I step into the dating world, yeah. if I want to attract masculine, like the me polarity. being yeah. extremely high in masculine energy is not attracting a masculine man because there's no space for it. Mm. So I really started to work on my divine feminine and this is really when um yeah a lot of this kind of really started to make sense to me and I think for me the biggest challenge was being receptive and being open because I had really stepped into that like I'm an independent woman I don't need anyone um but then weirdly I was also wanting to meet someone yeah and it's like well how does that work like that's not polarity is it so it's yeah being receptive and being open which is more in that divine feminine and not only in like the concept of dating But also even with my friends, like I realized how little I was asking for help and um, like I was awful at receiving gifts, awful Mm. at, and this is still something that I'm working on because Mm. I even see it in in my clinic and in my practice and my business, Um, I struggle with receiving money and feeling worthy of money. Mm. And I know that that is something that's very much around working with that divine feminine, like allowing myself to be provided for and to receiving yes is a really big thing yeah i love that em and i can really relate to your story because uh when i met my husband i was very much in that energy i was Mm -hmm. so independent i was just like i don't need anyone i'm i'm so happy with who I am and my life yeah. and I which is great yeah like there is you do want an element of that right like yeah you, you want to be like you said self-sourcing the divine yeah. and self, self-sourcing but then I think there is that fine line isn't there where we yeah. then cross over <laughs> totally and I was very much in that in that energy and but I noticed when he would pick me up for a date he would come to the door mm-hmm. and open my car door and I wanted not to like that yeah because I was like I can do this I'm myself a woman. I open my own doors <laughs> but I loved it yeah I loved that yeah. so much yeah and then we our first trip away I um had my accident which I've I've spoken about here Mm. before but um what that accident taught me is that after I had this bike accident I had severe head trauma and I wasn't able to drive for six months because I'd had multiple seizures I had nearly gone into a coma Mm. I had I had died for a couple of seconds and as well as I separated my AC joint in my shoulder. So I wasn't able to drive. I couldn't look at a computer screen Mm. and I couldn't actually cut up my vegetables or do anything myself. And so 
I had this really quick, steep learning curve that I was going to have to receive. Yeah, you got pushed into it. Yeah. Big time. (laughs) I've said to this to you before, Em, if it wasn't for that, I don't think um, my husband and I would Mm -hmm. be together Mm -hmm. because I was just so in that I'm doing everything myself and I don't need anyone to help me because... Um, I had had a really um, toxic relationship before Mm -hmm. and so I was definitely carrying that over Mm. Um, but my husband really you know showed me and this accident allowed me to see that I could be um, you know I could receive that attention and that caring and that nurturing yeah and um, yeah that was really a huge turning point for me yeah yeah and as well there was one other point in my life and where I was at rock bottom and I think rock bottom is beautiful because there's only one way yeah, out yeah. right and when I was in this rock bottom this is literally where my life changed because I'd lived my life mostly in the masculine mm-hmm. and I just said to the universe I was like on my knees I'll never forget this and I was just like I am just going to give this over to you, universe. Mm -hmm. Like I have been calling the shots and now I'm just going to let you like show me the way, Mm -hmm. like show me Mm -hmm. who is meant to come into my life, Mm -hmm. where I'm supposed to be, Mm -hmm. show me the opportunities. Mm -hmm. And then, then my life just got the best it's ever been. Yeah. Um, but, and I think that is the feminine. It's allowing that surrender. Yes. But like, I think it takes a lot of faith and like, it's not easy to surrender. No. Like it's for me, like it's more like, it's easier to be in control. Like a hundred, I prefer that control, but having the power to go, I'm going to surrender to this is insanely powerful. Yes. And it works out. It's like, yeah. you know, the, the saying when one door closes and another door opens. Yes. You have to make space for something to come into your life. Yes, and you can't yeah. if you're clinging onto that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And again, clinging is wounded feminine. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about divine masculine. So um, divine masculine is is consciousness. Divine masculine is that seed of the universe and it wants to feel feminine energy. Divine masculine wants feminine. Um, And the more present the masculine is, the more the feminine can be felt, Um, which I think is really interesting. And ultimately, I think when we think about divine masculine characteristics, like it's that stable and it's eternal. It's like the straight line, whereas the divine feminine is that curvy line. Mm -hmm. Um, The divine masculine is very logical, so carefully considers things, makes decisions really clearly and um, really informed decisions, um, and then acts on it. Mm. Um, Very focused, very powerful, that masculine achieves Um, The divine masculine achieves whatever the mind is set on. Um, The divine masculine really enjoys challenge. Um, Divine masculine is very purposeful, has that mission. And that mission, that life mission, is the most important thing to the divine masculine. Mm -hmm. Um, And where the divine feminine is very much about being, the divine masculine is very much about doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And the divine masculine is not afraid of boundaries and gives everything a conclusion. Like that it doesn't need to keep going. It doesn't need to keep feeling and keep um, flowing. It 
um, is a everything is able to be concluded. And um, divine masculine is great at problem solving, and the divine masculine wants to feel needed. So where the divine feminine wants to feel um, appreciated and praised, that divine masculine really wants to feel needed. Mm. And you can see how it's like, um, you know, like puzzle pieces, like they fit together. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you've just literally summed up my husband. (laughs) (laughs) He's in his divine masculine, which is beautiful. Yeah. And remember again that, yes, we can have divine masculine and feminine in in us always. Yes, yes. But... Yeah, I guess talking about your husband, like when we talk about divine pairing, that divine masculine and divine feminine fit so nicely. And so for you, like for your husband, where he's mostly in his um, divine masculine, Mm. for you two to fit really nicely and to pair really divinely, you're going to naturally be in your divine feminine Feminine. more. Yes, and I notice like the if I'm being more in my masculine, that's when there starts to be like those loggerheads. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Because there's both of us trying to lead as well. There's both of us. And yeah, like you say, with that polarity, it just doesn't, it either complements or it clashes. Yeah. And so that's when coming back to that balance, Mm -hmm. like that's just, you know, one one or both of us being out of balance and then yeah, being mindful of that. Yeah. Well, we think of magnets, like when you put the the opposite poles together, Mm. they attract, but if you put, swap it, swap that magnet around or one of those magnets around and try putting the same poles together, Mm. they repel each other. Yeah, I love Like this is the law of polarity. So divine pairing of divine masculine and divine feminine, like that divine feminine wants to feel trust they want to trust um, that they're going to be protected um, and they want to the divine feminine wants to be led and that divine feminine really wants to spread love and spread beauty whereas that divine masculine in a really divine pairing is here to live his highest power and knows that that radiant loving feminine energy is going to support and motivate and inspire him Mm. and the divine masculine will um act on the divine feminine's intuition with complete faith yes oh i just got goosebumps i love that so much yeah 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 and again like i was saying before like that divine masculine is the straight line and the feminine energy enjoys having that stable point to flow around yeah. So we're forever flowing, but having that like anchor in that divine masculine is really beautiful. Mm. And I think because it's that constant. Yeah. Exactly. And I think for those of us who are not fully in our divine feminine, and and maybe we have some of these traits, but maybe we also have some traits that are still in that wounded feminine, which I think we can have. Mm. Um, like when we talk about light and dark, again, there's that polarity of like wounded and divine yeah. being pole polar as well. Um, that idea of like having complete trust and complete faith in someone else to provide and protect and lead us, um, that can be really terrifying. I think sometimes we think of that as then, okay, well, then the female is just suppressing and they're just the housewife. Yes. And they're just certain, like, ser- you know, serving others over themselves. And is that really what we want? And it's like a divine pairing is so equal. Mm. it's that puzzle piece fitting together beautifully where there is um, 
complete comfort in being led and being protected and served yeah. and again like like we said with that um masculine like yes the masculine is that doing and like he has his whole sight set on that mission that he the divine masculine wants to achieve um but that divine feminine is needed to kind of drive that and support that yeah and that that feminine force being able to be that supportive Mm. and um that loving and nourishing support that comfort support that yeah just like they can so the masculine can flourish I think that's like under you know underestimated yeah and I I think this is so key to understand yes in relationships yeah because there's so many times when you know through my married life where I've been like oh like I feel like I need to be more this or I need to do that and it's always from what society's expectations are and it is it's really releasing that and Mm. Yeah, looking at through it in a different, yeah, like a healthier lens. Yes, because I think traditionally there is that view that like, yes, the woman gives everything, you know, is is just again that like housewife image. Yeah, that's like completely self-sacrificing. Yes, but that's not divine. And that's the people pleaser, and that's the yes, wounded. Exactly. Yes. So I think yes, again, like. Um, stepping into our divine feminine and our divine masculine and kind of owning both and whichever you know as as male and female whichever one you are like if if you as a female are more divine masculine like okay cool yeah and I think that comes back to the polarity as well and because mm. I am more emotional I'm more intuitive mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. more you know um in the that we're de- I think yeah. we're both definitely feminine. <laughs> yeah, feminine. Yeah. And, uh, like, I need that masculine in yeah. my husband to be grounded mm. and steady because, mm. you know, sometimes I'm, yeah, like the that feminine can be yeah. flowy yeah. and, it like you say, it needs somewhere to yeah. anchor. Yeah. Otherwise, it flows off into space. Yeah. yeah. So, like, my husband, like, if he was floating and I was floating. Yeah. Like... Yeah. You'd both be lost. <laughs> Actually, it's quite funny. Um, I just use the analogy of floating up in space and you're literally a Vedic astrologer like you are in the cosmos. Yeah, and literally. he's keeping you here on Earth. <laughs> yes. And he his background is a land surveyor. So yeah, he's, so he's literally land. on land. This is perfect. That's divine polarity. Um. Yeah, and I think when we talk about polarity in relationships and remembering that um, understanding polarity in relationships not only enhances our relationship with those around us and particularly our significant other, but also ourselves Mm. ultimately. Um, And I think what's really interesting is that in pairings where there is low polarity, Mm. there's lower attraction, particularly like physically, sexually. So while couples in low polarity might love each other so incredibly much, Mm. they might never have that physical sexual element to the relationship, Mm. which is obviously missing a a big part of relationship. Mm. Um, 
Whereas on the other hand, when we have high polarity, there's that tendency to then high attraction, yeah. again, particularly physically and sexually. But then there might be that lower emotional connection yeah. um, and that physical sexual attraction might be shorter lived than mm. the emotional connection. And so therefore, if you're lacking in that emotional connection as that like anchor, it just kind of drifts apart more. Yeah, yeah. So what we are ultimately looking for in relationships and again in ourself but also with another is that active polarity where there is flux and where it's a dance Mm. like those relationships are going to work best Mm. so like for example if you were to start I don't know change careers and become a geologist like you know this is obviously a very silly example but then Peter might need to become more invested in the cosmos yeah to help to balance you out because and again i think there's times you know like tara we were saying like women in in business and uh working in you know corporate life Mm. there's going to be times when naturally then we flip more into that masculine because that's what's needed at the time yeah so then again we're wanting to maintain that balance within ourselves so there needs to be that flux so okay if i'm stepping more into my masculine power at the moment because i'm i'm launching this new product or whatever it might be then okay how can i also at the same time within myself embody more of that feminine but also how can my partner potentially embody more of that feminine so maybe I get home and he's cooked me dinner. He's made me a really beautiful, nurturing meal. Mm. And, you know, is is stepping into the feminine in that regard. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. And it just reminded me, I, I did read somewhere, this was a while ago, that um, drinking a beer gets the man into more a uh, feminine receptive state. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, isn't it? Do you think it's because they just write themselves off and they need us <laughs> or they become like more needy and yeah, need you... to be cared for? Yeah. Just because they're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, surely that's not it. There must be something else to it, but that's really interesting. So I, I think it actually lowers the testosterone as well, mm. which is fascinating because you see men really gravitated towards beer because yeah, it's a blokey drink right yeah so then are the men like just really craving that yeah interesting that nurturing like you yeah, know the, yeah. the beer is providing yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> the feminine energy they're getting they don't need women they just need <laughs> beer <laughs> this no is not that's not a message that we are wanting to condone <laughs> um I guess it makes sense to talk more about how we can increase our feminine, yes. but also increase our masculine if that's what we need. Um, yeah, so don't go to the yeah. beer. We got other ways. Beer's not on the list. We've got some um, slightly probably better ideas yeah. for you. <laughs> um, so when we're wanting to increase our feminine, um, I think the first port of call is spending time with other women. Um, particularly women who are in their feminine and are really embracing that divine feminine so like beautiful women's circles like there's so much power in them Mm. um i think that's really beautiful and then doing less because a woman is more about feeling so going um into flow and really relaxing like slowing down grounding ourselves in nature and again divine feminine is nature divine feminine is mother earth is is mother moon so grounding ourselves with nature and practicing patience 
um, which is tough one, again, <laughs> and one I struggle with, um, and really regulating our nervous system, which we, again, speak a lot about on this podcast, and, and finding the power that comes from being safe in yourself um, and getting out of your head and into your body, mm. into your feeling, going with your intuition, what's your gut telling you, um, yeah, out of the head, out of that analyzing um overthinking decisive state and instead into okay what is my body telling me that I I need to do and and flow with yeah and I see that as like the tactile m so like Mm. the the smell the taste the touch so it's just like you know can you put on you know like physically something that is like silky on your skin like even just for you and then the smell like putting on a candle just like enlivening those senses or even music like really amplifying the senses to come back into the body yeah and and within that like when we're wanting to feel more like movement is a really Mm. beautiful one and like sensual movement is a really beautiful way like intuitively dancing and just like even just moving your hips like that's Mm. Um, a really beautiful way to get into that feminine energy. Um, And I think also um, what's really interesting is the um, art of detachment when we're wanting to increase our feminine energy, Mm. which is um, when we talk about the art of detachment, we're literally talking about disconnecting from the outcome. So again, it's getting back into your body and what feels right as opposed to thinking it through and overanalyzing it and overthinking it, Mm. like instead just going with what feels right and not attaching so much to that outcome and what it needs to look like um but also i think like witnessing our emotions and again not having to attach to them not having to understand where they came from or why they're happening but just witnessing them yeah and i really like journaling for that am like really writing down like what's on my mind what's on my heart how i'm feeling connecting to my intuition yeah expressing it yes and i can notice when i'm in my masculine because i resist that so much any of these (laughs) cultivation exercises i know that that's what i need because i'm resisting it so especially when it comes to like like that sensual movement or something like that if I'm resisting that, I'm like, oh, I know I need to. I do this too. Dance. I'm like, no, I'm too busy. Yeah. I've got too much to do. Yeah. Like, that's the masculine. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, okay, flip, increase, increase the feminine and yes, take the time. Yeah. Go with the flow, not attaching to that outcome. Um, and again, pr- practicing receiving is a really big one. And like I said, it's a really big one for me. And um, yeah, I think practicing um and receiving vulnerability accepting compliments but also even asking the universe for what you want Mm. that's really stepping into that feminine as well um and with that um, i think that practicing that self-love that self-compassion yeah loving who you are where you are right now and not who you think you should be like you said not not attaching to that yeah, not overthinking mm. um, and going with the flow, like practicing that sponta- um, spontaneity. And like you said, really surrendering is a really big one for stepping more into that feminine. Um, the other thing I really like for uh, increasing feminine energy is like um, creativity. So mm. whether that is, you know, any kind of creative pursuit, whatever that looks and feels like for you, because again, going with the flow and going with your feelings so not having to think about what that creativity looks like but instead what it feels like and what feels creative and what feels expressive for you yeah and it doesn't have to have that outcome like you said exactly like it doesn't have to be yes hung up on the wall yes exactly <laughs> it can just be what be what it is yeah um and being is yeah again that feminine um i really love um 
this one as well, like treating yourself and dating yourself. Mm. Again, not so that we're like flipping into that complete thing of like, um, I don't need anyone else. I don't need to date anyone else because I, I'm dating myself. But being able to feel self-sourcing and like you can get that love and that validation from yourself. Mm. Um, and again, whatever that looks like, like I love, um, I know I've spoken on the podcast a few times, like taking myself out for dinner. Like I love doing that. I love yeah. getting dressed up and doing it and putting my nice lingerie on. And, you know, for me, that's like really expressive of my um, sensuality and mm. that's really feminine for me. Um, and maybe, yeah, I'll put some lippy on, whatever it is, you know, like that's, that's for me is embodying my feminine more. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah, really beautiful. Um, um, I also had, because I'm still currently obsessed with space energetics. Yes. Um, <laughs> Your space, yeah. um, the energy in your space, yeah. uh, how you can cultivate more of that uh, feminine in your, your spaces. Mm. So more of those soft fabrics, mm. like the delicate, like the velvet, yes. like those shapes you mentioned before, like the oval shapes or the wavy rounded kind of shapes. Yeah. And like more of that um clutter you know free and more of that muted light so mm. like that soft light mm. that is really creating like that like I see that yin space as you know the bedroom or yeah. like the meditation corner yeah. that yeah. those places yeah and because feminine is beauty mm. yeah so, and again obviously that's very um independent but yeah creating a space that you for you feels really beautiful yeah going to be very feminine absolutely and I think like that nurturing and caring thing, like if, if we don't have a human to look after, like can we look after our plants? Can we yes. grow a garden? Can we yes. look after a pet or all of the above? Like in your case, like with Rusty and you're looking after your husband and then you're looking after your amazing garden. Like that's, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, my seedlings, I call them my babies. <laughs> feminine embodiment <laughs> is on point there. Um, you, I thought you were going to mention um, yin yoga because. Oh, yeah. yeah you... I didn't even think about that and I love yin yoga. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that is a really feminine practice yeah. and I know yeah. like when I resist that that's the type of yoga that I need as yeah. well <laughs> definitely yeah absolutely I totally agree and um yeah I think um like yoni massage is obviously extremely feminine um yeah and and really like we said like tapping into intuition etc and like we were talking about with receiving I think also an, a way to work on increasing our feminine and this is probably not as easy or simple as some of the others, but um, forgiving and accepting and mm. bowing to the masculine. Mm. Oh, wow. That's a bit triggering, isn't it? Wow, I love it. Yeah. I love that. But that's that. how we can increase our feminine. Yeah. If we know, need to. You know what? I always used to say, I used to call my husband king. Mm. And like that was triggering for a lot of people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because like I, like I think he's a king. Like, and I, like, so when you say bow down to, it's, it's just, a, it's not in a way, like, it's an, in a equality way. Yes, because you're his queen, not yeah. because you're his servant. Yeah. Yeah. And what do they say on the chessboard, though? The queen is the... Well, the queen's the, the bigger anyway, isn't she? Like, yeah. The queen's the badass. The anyway. <laughs> But we are bowing to the masculine. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> if we need to, if we need to increase our feminine. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. 
Whereas on the flip side, if we need to increase our masculine, um, like challenging ourselves, doing more intense exercise, um, and I know mm. that I don't need to increase my masculine because both of those make me feel a bit sick, the thought of both of those. I'm like, oh, no, no, thank you. I, I'm definitely not needing to increase my masculine at this stage. Mm. Um, rediscovering your purpose and your calling, that's a really amazing way to increase the masculine because, as we know, the masculine's, like, one true purpose is achieving that life mission, that life goal. Mm. Um, going on an adventure is very masculine and the more unknown or the more challenging the better yeah or on the edge like yeah. you know the sports and yes the... extreme sports. yeah extremes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah totally yeah really adventurous um mm. that's very much a, a great way of increasing the masculine um recognizing and learning from past mistakes mm. which i think is interesting like that's a, a really great way to increase the masculine um and also time alone to come back to yourself Again, like that's a beautiful way to increase the masculine. But I, I think those last two are interesting because I think when we assume masculine, they're probably ones that we would think of less. Yeah, but I like that because I I think with that masculine energy, it's very decisive mm. and it knows where it's going. And yeah. like I think you need that clarity to yeah, see that, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other ones that I had about cultivating is, oh, I don't know if this is so much of the cultivation, but that powerful presence, like, mm. you know, that standing, yeah, like tall and mm. that, you know, that vision, like eye to eye contact yes, and, um, you know, that really listening, that presence yes. of the masculine. Yes. And to me, um, I really see, <laughs> this might be a bit controversial, I see meditation as very masculine. It is, yes, yeah. because it's consciousness. Consciousness yeah. is divine masculine. And so it's yeah, meditation that focus. Is, yeah. See, I would see more as like a vision quest or a guided meditation as more as, as a feminine because it's more creative, like you yes. can create in your mind, whereas something like um, your breath meditation where you're just yeah. having that one focus yeah. is very masculine building. Yes. Yeah, that's such a great point because, yeah, we think about how we increase our feminine is like looking after our nervous system and we know meditation looks after the nervous system. So, yeah. yeah, that's a really interesting point actually. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing as well, you said this as well, Em, like taking charge, leading, mm-hmm. like taking responsibility, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that is really important and um, that living on the edge, like you said, that purpose mm. and um, knowing what they want in life, like cultivating that. Yeah, yeah, and and practicing ways to, if you don't have that in your sight, getting it back. Yes. Yeah, or or reformulating it, however it needs to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the final thing I wanted to touch on a little bit, just because I see it in my clients, and mm. um. It's really interesting. Like I always say this to my clients. I always preface this conversation with my clients by explaining that I love my science, but I also love my woo-woo, which I think most of the listeners are fairly aware of by now. They're on board. (laughs) If you're not, and this is your first episode, welcome. (laughs) This is me in a summary. (laughs) I love my science and I love my woo-woo. But it's very interesting um, how often in my clients I see the masculine and feminine energy imbalances or blockages playing out um, in physical ailments. Mm, So um, left side of the body 
uh, of the body is is feminine yeah and right side is masculine yeah um, and when we look at that uh, from this uh, like translation into body perspective we're looking at the feminine um, as potentially uh, either it's our own feminine or it's um, related to a female around us like the usually representative or, of the mother yeah. yeah exactly or a female friendship um, yep yeah. strong friendship or a female Sister. partnership yeah. or a female um family member yes um but or again it could just be that feminine um either being overpowering or underpowering within us like too much or too little um and that female again being that very receptive side um, whereas on the other hand, that masculine being that kind of giving out side and obviously more associated on the other, ha- um, other hand to males in our lives, fathers, siblings, uncles, mm. bosses, whoever it is, um, like that male power. Um, and again, it could be that male within us. So um, when I see things on the right side of the body, it's like, okay, do we need to examine relationship with a male? Mm. Do we need to um, look more deeply into the relationship with the masculine energy within Mm. or both? Mm. Um, And very commonly, if there are blockages on that right side, where that is that giving side and that doing side, blockages tend to look like overgiving um or uh like draining leaking energy etc like overgiving starting to feel resentful for that or on the other hand having like problems with giving um and and issues around giving ourselves Mm. or money or energy or whatever it is that we're giving um and possibly because either we have been burnt out by overgiving or because on the other hand, like there's a, a lack or scarcity mindset that there's not enough, that we're not abundant mm. constantly. So therefore we're going to run out if we're giving away. Mm. Whereas on the feminine, it's yeah, more um, issues around receiving. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting how it plays out this masculine and um, feminine polarity in our lives, again, in our relationship with self and others, that you can actually see it physically. Yeah, the body doesn't lie. And, (laughs) yeah, it'll bring it to your attention. Yeah. And you can can see it clearly in that, like you say, in that physical manifestation. Reminds me of my Ayurvedic teacher, Rupa, and she would, in Ayurveda, we do face mapping. So yes. just by looking at someone's face and we're doing this in our classroom. And so she would just come up to each of us and, and tell us this, 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 and this. Really straight. <laughs> in front of everyone. And you're like, you can't hide. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Like um, I saw one of my clients, I was telling you this earlier, T, on, um, I saw her last week and we catch up every now and then. Like she's at a really amazing place where we've overcome a lot of health problems for her. But something that was constantly present, no matter matter what we did was this tiny 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 patch of eczema on her right pinky and all the work that we'd done like eczema was clear everywhere else skin is beautiful really healthy everything is working amazingly we've done so much work over the last few years but this 
resistant little tiny patch and it was like it, it wasn't bothering her but it was there and it's amazing actually when like you know clients um reach the end kind of you know the end of the journey that they're seeing me for at that time um like how then the smaller things become more obvious because they don't really have much else yeah, to complain about on. anymore yeah. which is nice it's a nice problem to have but yeah it was just so intriguing and it was so resistant to everything that we were doing to try and treat the eczema um but anyway she started to realize um how much the masculine had been playing out for her in her life as the really dominant energy mm. And she started to step more into her feminine. So she's a dancer from way back, but she hadn't danced in years. Mm. So she booked in a dance class again. She's been whipping out her tap board at home here and there and um, taking time off, having productive rest, which is another mm. really beautiful way of increasing the feminine. And um, she came in to see me last week after a, a few months and lo and behold, the eczema on her little right pinky is gone. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's just how powerful this work is. Mm. And yeah, like for for our health, yep. for our relationships, yep. um, also for manifestation, like yes. this polarity is one of the laws of the universe. Mm. And so, yeah, giving it yeah. that that time that it needs yeah. To, yeah. to work on this by doing that shadow work for examining your relationship with the masculine, with mm-hmm. the feminine, mm-hmm. um, and not shame yourself or, you know, as Em and I have gone through saying, you know, what the wounded elements is, mm. if you can see yourself in that, um, don't be judgmental on that. Just no. be like, okay, well, that's been, yeah, I've got that awareness now, so yeah. I can I can work on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and like Danielle said, like our shadow is our biggest power. Yeah. So befriend that um, yeah. that wounded element in you and, okay, it's there. Hi, I see you. Mm. And now I'm going to do this to help to support myself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So much can be learnt from this. And, yeah, it's amazing. Like, what a huge topic. Huge. Um, But such an incredible self-empowerment tool. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening, fellow witch. We hope that you've enjoyed this. As always, if you did enjoy the episode, we would love, love, love to receive a rating and or a review from you. Um, We'd be so, so grateful. And we'd also love for you to come and join us on socials. We're at Witches Being Witches on Instagram. And you can come and join our conversation over in the WBW Coven on Facebook. See you next time, fellow witch. Thanks for listening to Witches Being Witches. Remember, happiness is the new rich. Inner peace is the new success. Health is the new wealth and kindness is the new cool. We'll see you next episode.